Well, howdy, folks. Hello, and welcome to an episode of Graphic Novelties. Now, there is something we need to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Normally, with the exception of the episode we just recorded, um, anyway, we, we like to avoid dropping the F word. Mm-hmm. However, tonight's Graphic Novelties is about the graphic novel Dracula, motherfucker. <laughs> and I just honestly don't know how to get around that. And I don't want to have to hunt down every instance of my wild rambling saying, Dracula, motherfucker, <laughs> and censor it. So You're I'm starting putting, off real strong. I'm putting this here. <laughs> so if the fuck word bothers you, this is not the podcast episode to watch. In fact, we should put that in the description. I'm going to make this episode explicit. <laughs> Hell yeah. There's not really a way to get around the explicit rating for that's, this episode. That's dang great. I love that cheese. Anyway. <laughs> I love cheese too. I do love cheese. Dracula motherfucker. This book was cool. It was cool. So this is by Alex DeCampi uh, and Erica Henderson. Yes. Um, both who have done plenty of work uh, and have a whole oeuvre of wonderful, wonderful books to their name. But honestly, I think this is a great mashup. I think they worked incredibly well together. You could see Alex DeCampi. She has an, they both have notes in the back about how like their whole thought process for creating this. And you can really tell that they both just really aligned on this one. It's cool too, because Erica Henderson, as you know, is, um, the the designer the the graphic inspiration for the most recent iteration of Squirrel Girl, mm -hmm. um, and she kind of helped define what Squirrel Girl is going to be in this new era where Squirrel Girl is now flipping erwer. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the things that typically defines an Eric Henderson Erica Henderson type of art is it's usually a little bit curvier and and more organic yeah. and a little less sexy but this book it gets real sexy <laughs> oh yeah it gets it gets all feisty and i'm like oh erica look at you <laughs> so one thing i learned that's worth pointing out and has literally nothing to do with the book when you google alex DeCampi, she's listed as an american music video director so bravo alex you're a diverse as hell person I almost said motherfucker, but I need to. <laughs> I bet she'd appreciate it. <laughs> the, the leash is off of me this episode, so I'm going full Twitch stream. Um, <laughs> this book was super cool. Uh, Alex DeCampi, as a writer, uh, really focuses hard on telling stories. Like a lot of a lot of her backlog of stories is telling stories from with a strong feminine perspective. Um, that aren't often told in a strong feminine perspective. So she has your various crime stories. She actually was the writer for Archie versus Predator, which is one of my favorite books of all time. Um, lots and lots of stuff to her name everywhere from, you know, the image book, no mercy to my little pony to various other things to Archie versus Predator, which is its own beast. It was a great, it was a match made in horror heaven. And I, I love their take on this. So quick synopsis of the book. Uh, obviously it's the Dracula story. 
plays a plays a part in it, but a very very brief part, very brief part. The actual like Dracula story that we know and love. Um, we see our Count Vlad von Succula getting murked by his Dracula brides right in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then we're introduced to a aging Hollywood starlet in the 1970s mm-hmm. um, who has come across Mr. Chocula's uh, <laughs> coffin and has decided that she needs a quick bit of the suck in order to uh, stay young for Evs. Um, we've all been there, right? Of course. We all have found ourselves in a shady back room looking for some suck to stay young. It happens. This is what happens when you see that first gray hair or wrinkle. Yeah. You it just all kinda, goes downhill from there. You start knocking on doors and you start just asking for the suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, and then it's the 1960s and Dracula of motherfucker fame is now off in Hollywood doing his Dracula thing. Um, it was cool. It was the really story cool. from there was really cool. We follow along with a, I forget his name. I don't have the book on me because it's downstairs and I'm fat. Um, we follow along with the main character who is a, he's a like crime scene photographer. He's also kind of a shameless paparazzo. Yeah. <laughs> and I, personally thought that was really cool because we don't really see that's not a career that we often see like right if you're gonna do like a kind of grindhouse piece set in like 60s 70s hollywood it's like you've got options drunk screenwriter right detective detective dishonored detective you know what i mean yep. working as like a private gumshoe kind of guy yep or maybe like kind of anti-hero-esque driver getaway kind of guy you know what i mean like works with criminals but sees something that just goes too far or they they mess with his dame or something oh that's the 20s anyway um (laughs) you know you have you have the 60s and 70s have options um and i just i don't know if i've ever seen like a noir-esque or post-noir, modern noir, neo-noir story that focuses on somebody who's like a dead body photographer. Like, that's what he does. He goes to crime scenes, take pictures of dead bodies, and then, like, sells them to mags. Now, here's... here. I'm going to dive deep into this already because this is what stood out to me the most. And you you guys know that I'm going to lay it out thick, okay? Two Cs. What's so cool about this book... Mm-hmm. Is that the damsel in distress is a dude. Yeah, 100%. He is haunted and hunted by the big bad. He needs protection. He can't take care of himself. He is weak and pathetic and sad and scurred. And he a man. And he be saved by ladies. Holly frickin' Luke. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's a great turn turn of things. There's there's not a damsel in distress. There's not like a romance option. There's not, no. you know, and th- this book, it, it's fairly dialogue light. It's a quick read if you move through it, but yeah. you really have to give it time and read with your eyes and take in all of Erica Henderson's work. 
she put a lot of love in his book and the shading and the coloring and the cycling between different like color palettes. Uh, it's wonderful. It's really, really well done. Uh, but yeah, overall, the story itself focuses on this photographer getting wrapped up in all of Dracula's schemes and effectively being the damsel that needs rescuing. He needs a bunch of tough, tough ladies to swoop in and save his hide. And it's really, really, it's a real turn, especially in a Dracula book, because you expect Dracula to be all about like, I'm seducing this lady. It's so she, good. You're mine. And like, don't get me wrong. I don't know why my Dracula sounded like Noel Fielding from the IT crowd, but that's that's never a bad thing. <laughs> anyway, I love Noel Fielding, um, but it's it's just nice because too, it doesn't like shy away or change the actual like story and mythos of Dracula. You know, he does still hunt down women and yeah. and you know turn them into his brides and turn them against each other and all of that stuff. But all of the women are so much stronger and more powerful than this mere mortal paparazzo who's just trying to make a quick buck on the cheesy mags. Mm -hmm. And it's so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> it's and so nice. DeCampi makes a good point about that in her bit in the back of the book, which when you read this, the, the stuff in the back is definitely worth digging into. It's some good extra content. It's like a DVD commentary. Um, and she makes a good point about she straight up just opens up her, her afterward with Dracula should not be hot. You know? No. Dracula should not be hot. Uh, she talks about how the general conception and what we generally see of Dracula is him being this like quasi handsome, really charming cat. You know what I mean? Like Seductive. he's, he's a good looking dude. And so then that breeds some sort of like weakness or question into the women that he seduces because it's like, oh, well they fell for him because he was charming and seemed so clean and innocent and all this stuff. But in reality, he's a predator. He's a vile beast who manipulates women into becoming his brides and, in th and he th puts them in his thrall and mind controls them and he wants more and more and he wants to gain and gain. Uh, he's a sick motherfucker. <laughs> well, and it's and, interesting, too. Well, for, uh, go uh, ahead. Go, no. I was just going to say, it's interesting, too, because you play on the, the whole, you know, Dracula seduces his brides. Like, you yeah. have the, the current expectation of him being hot, and you get seduced sexually. But in this book, our, our you know, aging starlet is seduced by the power yeah. and the opportunity. She, she specifically is. But what it basically boils down to, and the, the interpretation... Um, that Erica her uh, Henderson put into the pages um, of Dracula is phenomenal in this. He's so cool. Absolutely great. I'm so sick of vampires, but I was so into this. It gave me real <laughs> like rich Tommaso she wolf vibes. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just incredible. And it's, he's an old ass eldritch looking ugly thing. He's this like shadow creature. And so he does seduce these women, but not in like, there's no, there's no chance of second guessing 
that he's a predator. There's no yeah. chance of being like, well, she fell for him because he's handsome. You know what I mean? There's it doesn't no, put any moral quandary on the victim. Yeah, there's no Bella Swans here. Like they <laughs> they were straight up manipulated and controlled and they were property. And that gives them this ability to rise up and be better than that. Um, and it again, it you know goes to what you were saying about like subverting the damsel in distress thing. She subverted the Dracula story from top to bottom. You know what I mean? 100%. Like it was, it was. She took the Dracula story and the Dracula stories that we've heard and that we know. We kind of know the process. And like one of the victims is just like, like one of his new brides is just like a victim. She's just like, well, I've been attacked and now I'm a bride. Dope. Yeah, she's literally you know? just some rando that like got yeah. killed under like a night a, a bridge at night. Yeah, like, and that's that's kind of his thing is like, you know, it it shows how much of a predatory character Dracula is. Yeah, beyond like some of the more nuanced, like not nuanced, but more like focused attempts to make Dracula this like complex, multi-dimensional character. Um, he's not. He's kind of a rapist and an old demonic power hungry monster wait 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 wait. so what you're saying is the dracula's not gerard butler <laughs> yeah i didn't get gerard butler vibes in this are you, yeah, are you yeah. sure though yeah yeah i mean that's my dracula i just <laughs> my, hashtag not my dracula <laughs> um but this was cool. It was it was a nice take on vampires. It was a step out like a refreshing step outside of the like because right now we have like two camps of vampire going on in the in the modern age storytelling. We have like two camps of vampire going on. We have your Edward Cullens and your interviews with a vampire, the handsome, dreamy, broody stacks of man cakes that everybody wants to see not, um, not to be forgotten queen of the damned with Stuart townsend being fine yeah there you go <laughs> and then we have you know the people trying to make some sort of statement subverting that but basically just recreating what they saw in blade 2 and making ugly like food hungry basically zombie vampires uh i'm not calling out everybody that's currently writing one of those types of stories but i am um <laughs> I, I i there's so many vampire books right now there's so freaking many vampire, vampire books, books right now right now dude. and i swear like every other one it's like but look our vampires are like hideous and they're like scaly and gray it's and different. they got pointy ears and they don't look human and this one's got teeth on its nipples and it's like dope but you know did you see blade 2 um just saying um have you ever heard of nosferatu anyway let's not get into it uh we're not gonna dwell yeah do you vampire masquerade's been around for a while anyway um it's, <laughs> whatever yeah you're really doing something new here bud um cool <laughs> but it uh <laughs> There's been plenty of creative ones as well. Like uh, these Savage Shores have, you know, vampires are your typical kind of like charming vampires, but it's a vampire story told in a different way. Um, you have, uh, oh, what is <sighs> Fudge is the vampire one from Aftershock and its name is escaping me. 
Is it Red State? No. Uh, back through past Aftershock. Vampire comic. What is it called? Dark Red. Um, yeah. You have Dark Red. Sorry for that interlude. My brain stopped. Um, <laughs> tick, tick, you have tick, Dark Red, tick. which again is your like, these are humans who are also vampires. And you even have like a sexy vampire cadre and stuff, but it's told in a different way. So that's a, a lot of people have been breaking out of vampire stuff by taking vampire stories and telling it a different way. Right. And very much that's what DeCampi and uh, Henderson did in this book but they did it kind of in two stages because they took not only a vampire story they basically took the vampire story the primary and told it in a different way that was simultaneously familiar and new right um but they also took vampires and they were like i don't know they're like this you know and they took a lot of the stuff like if you sat and broke it down the the interpretation of dracula that they put into this there's a lot if you went back to the original dracula the original bram stoker dracula and read into how dracula is described in that book there's a lot of semi similarities That's between awesome. this like sweeping covered in eyes dark shadowy mass that we have on these pages could easily be interpreted as the dark mysterious always watching it's a lot of commentary about eyes you know? Yeah, her depiction is simultaneously both more bestial, but also more ethereal than most depictions of vampires. Yeah. And I think that's really, really cool. It kind of takes like an eldritch quality to it. Yeah, Which it does. would, you know, if you were the people in the original Dracula story and you came across this castle and this kind of ethereal ancient creature came down and welcomed you, you might interpret it in different ways you know yeah. what i mean you might be like this is a welcoming man standing here so charming taking me into his home you know if he floats away in a shadow you might be like oh he turned into a thing of bats yeah which i don't know if that happened in the original story or if that was a hollywood thing probably later. hollywood it's been they like to ruin literally forever since i've read dracula um, they like to ruin good things, and bats are good things. Bats are good things. Bats get bad names. Little That's, wing kitties. They're so cute. They're little wing night puppies, and they're all like night puppies, and they're so cute. Night puppies is a good band name. Night puppies is a good band name. Or strip club. No, now it's dirty. <laughs> no, I don't. Hello, night puppies. Welcome to the stage. No, now it's icky. Cromanda. <laughs> No, okay, no, no, now it's icky. Night puppies is cute. So I want it to be like like a like a small female Lolita metal band. I want it to be like baby metal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody told me the other day I look like one of the guys in baby metal. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably a compliment. I was like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Baby metal is awesome. So yeah. Dracula motherfucker. Motherfucker. It's hard to say the hard R in mother motherfucker. Motherfucker. It, you, you say <laughs> it if you're angry. In a yeah. passive context, it's difficult to say. But if you're like angry. It's kind of nice. Like, you, I still feel uncomfortable saying it on podcast. You still feel uncomfortable saying it on podcast. Oh, I feel great. Motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> um, 
it's a good book. It was less. I was expecting a bit more from the cover. I was like, okay, this is gonna be like a Blackula joint. This is gonna be like exploitive as fuck. But I was expecting some it, uh, black exploitation. It wasn't. No. It was. It was refreshing. It was cool. It felt a little vibey on um like Brubaker type stories yeah. set in that same like era. I can see that. Um, some of the best in my opinion, art that Erica Henderson has put on pages. Like it's her layouts are solid. Her shading is solid. Her characters are on point. Like it, it was cool. It was a cool book and it's a quick read and it's a nice little hardcover from image. So it's a nice addition to any bookshelf. It does kind of make you wonder though, where they came up with the name because the name doesn't really come from anywhere in the book. It really doesn't. It uh, And th- that is probably the one criticism I would have is like, I get that it's pop, like it, it flies off the shelf for you. I, you know, have seen people picking it up just because they're like, this looks great. Dracula motherfucker. That's hilarious. I'll take three. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't fit the tone of the book. But what it does fit is the tone of of the writer and the artist. Yeah. What I think probably happened is that they made this book and it was done and they're like, cool, we need to give a name to it so that we can get it published. And the two of them just sort of sat there crickets for like 20 minutes. And then finally they were like, I don't know, Dracula motherfucker. And then they were like, no, that's it. Okay. <laughs> I know I said it. And you I feel said oogie. an F word on the I know, I feel oogie, but it was the title of a book. There were quotes around it. <laughs> <laughs> This is an episode of Cover B After Dark. (laughs) I know I said it, but it was the book title. I know. Anyway, I highly recommend this. I think it's super fun. Uh, It's just a fun little horror-esque title. uh, And I think you should go out and get it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely go pick this one up. It was super good. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, As always, you want more Cover B, you can check us out on CoverBPodcast.com. Uh, you can also find us on social media, Facebook and Twitter at Cover B Podcast. Definitely come back on Saturday. We'll have a brand new episode live with our new poll from this week. And there's some cool books. There are some cool books. Cool yeah. books, my friends. So definitely, definitely come back and listen to us on Saturday. Until then, we'll talk to you on the next episode of Cover of B. Cover B. Bye. <laughs> Is that your Dracula voice? Bleh! <laughs>